I'm Shanna Covey, creator and host of Always Shine Brightly. I named this podcast Always Shine Brightly because I believe that is what we are each here to do. And in times where we feel we're not shining bright, I feel it's still our purpose to work through and shift whatever is dimming our light. In this podcast, I'm speaking with guests who I see as bright lights in the world despite any struggles they may have gone through. The more of us who do this, the better the world becomes. Join us on this shared mission to make the world a brighter place. I'm so happy to have Lindsay Perry on the podcast today. She is one of my best friends and someone that just shines so bright in the world, has such a beautiful heart. We met over nine years ago when we were both in Guatemala, of all places, volunteering in an indigenous community, community working with supplemental education. And we spent about a year together, just about every day doing things together, became such close friends and um, have remained friends all these years, which is why I'm so excited to have her on the podcast because she is someone who has a heart for service and has for a very long time, which I just want to jump right into and just be like, Lindsay, I want to know more like behind the heart, behind your heart. What were these things that were going on early on to direct you in that way? Is it just coming from within? I will let you share. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much, Shanna, for having me. You know, I love you with all of my heart and I'm so thankful for the beautiful bright light that you are. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my heart with people and Yes, I I really think that there's something in each of us, a desire to give, a desire to help, a desire to learn. And I've always had a passion for other people and especially women and children and wanting to give them a voice and to impact them and empower them and let them know that they are loved. And I'm so blessed with all the opportunities I've been given in life and meeting you in Guatemala just kind of was the start of everything. Yes, because after we wrapped up Guatemala, you continued that same type of work, but you did it in your very own way, which let me just take a step back. Something that I really loved learning in Guatemala or seeing that was so such a beautiful expression from you is you always thought outside the box. Like we were there through a program. So a program has sometimes comes with certain rules and different, like a way of doing things, but your, the ideas and the inspiration that flow through you can't be contained in a box. And I know there were like, like a lot of beautiful moments where you're the kids in your class just loved you. Like, I'm not saying like, just like, oh, they're in the moment having fun. It is, they went home at night talking about you at the kitchen table, at the dinner table or the, at home, I should say, with their parents. And um, I just love that there's always these ideas that are coming out of you. Like, tell us, like, I mean, I remember some, like you got invited to their house for dinner and there's, I can't remember all the different things that occurred, but it was just like, I would love to know more about like the inspiration, like the mind or the, the heart is always like rolling forward and like thinking of creative things and ways to do something fun for other people and meaningful and thoughtful for other people. I know for my, in my life personally, I am an adventurous, creative person. And for me, it brings me joy being able to bring people along with me. Life is about community and being with one another and developing friendships that go deeper than just the surface. And so when I had the opportunity in Guatemala to work 
day in and day out with these children. To me, I didn't want to just show up, teach a lesson, and go back to back to the city that we were living in with our host families. I wanted to truly impact their lives and for those kids to know that they were cherished and loved deeply, madly, unconditionally. And for me, that was thinking outside of that box that we were given by the project we were working with. We really had to work within this parameter. And I remember going up to the woman that led the group and asking her if I could could do more, if I could go birthday shopping for the kids, if I could, could do just little things to, to let the kids know that there was more than just showing up to teach. And I remember I was kind of had some hesitation in the beginning and it wasn't negative, but I think it was just nobody had ever done it before. Nobody had ever asked to do that. And right. so when I when she saw my heart and knew my intentions were true and pure and what I wanted to do, she was like, yes, that would be <laughs> amazing if you want to do that. And so it just started as small things that just grew in to great things. And I think that that's it, that we, you know, the old kind of saying that we hear all the time is like, start with the first step. It's baby steps. It's baby steps. So for me, it was very much like, I know I know I want to be creative in life and with people. And so let me take the first step with these kids and let me keep taking steps forward to, to just let the kids know that they matter. And there's, there's more to me than just being their teacher. And I was a complete eyewitness to seeing that the impact that you had with your kids because they just lit up around you. And if they heard, I mean, you if Lindsay walked into the school so many kids, not only in your own class, but just throughout the school would be, Lindsay, 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 and just wanting, like, kids are totally, like, filled up with the love that you provide, and, the, and, and it's coming through attention, it's coming through um, giving as much as you can, you give so much individual attention as well, and there's a lot of kids, and you do give as much individual attention as you can, and something that was really cool to see is that when you you ended up starting your own nonprofit in Panama, and um, and that you had full creative reign over, and I saw you do so many creative things, so many ideas. I was so I've been so fortunate to to make like an annual trip in the in the last like eight nine years whatever I've been able to make an annual trip to Panama and again be like an eyewitness to to your heart there and the kids respond the same way they Lindsay 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 <laughs> but some really creative things that you were able to do is you always are thinking about what is an experience that they haven't had so something that I think is really interesting is that a lot of times with a nonprofit and even people that are that are looking at looking at how effective they are you're looking at the tangibles of oh we built this many schools we educated this many we made gave this many scholarships but you are focusing on not you are focusing on making difference in those very like critical ways but you're also focusing on just like you said earlier earlier helping them to feel loved and the way that you do that is thinking like what is an experience that these families have never experienced before. So one early, early on was the fact that I think that the the women that you work so closely with and some of their children had never been to a beach or even before that, it might have been they hadn't seen something that was really close to where y'all were in Boquete. I don't know if it was like a waterfall. I don't remember if it was something 
something like that. But I definitely know that you took them to the beach. And I just thought, wow, that's so creative because so many people are thinking like, let's let's like just not a checkbox, but let's like make sure we get the get the education or the schooling or whatever it is done. And you always want the extra mile to think of different things like that. And like, and there's so many, like, what's so funny is you don't see it. And I think it's really fun that I get to see it and hopefully like shine a light on that. <laughs> but um, you've done so many different things. You've taken them on experiences. Like some of them had never been to the ocean. Some of them have nev never been on a boat and they got to go on a boat. They got to do different things. And, but most importantly, they got to feel loved. And that's anyone who's around you gets to feel loved. Rather, you're focused in a service like, oh my gosh, I'm in, in, in a place where I'm specifically serving or even in those who are like personally connected to you or even when you're walking down the street like whoever it is like you're shining and you're helping people to feel seen and feel loved and feel recognized and that's what so many people um that's what people just feel lifted up from they don't know what's missing but then when they receive it it's just like wow it just totally makes their day and so I just want to like credit you and shine a light on the fact that that comes so naturally from you and I see that benefit in that ripple effect so beautifully out into the world all the time and I thank you so much Shanna thank you my heart is just overflowing with <laughs> joy and love right now thank you yeah it's like I kind of want to like <laughs> list some of the ideas just so people have the ideas but I know personally there's something with me on, on a personal friendship level is I know that I we might be chatting chat you're chatting on the phone and or texting and I might mention like I have um I have this thing going on like when I first wrote a call to the heart a book that I published back in 2013 when I would start to do um maybe I was talking to Lindsay on the phone saying oh I've got this thing going on and it might be like two weeks before the thing is actually occurring and I don't know how you do it but you always texted me the day before and said good luck. I'm wishing, I'm thinking of you. I'm wishing you the best of luck. And then probably the day of or the day after you asked how it went. And I'm just like, wow, like you marked it in your calendar. <laughs> like, how is this happening? <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs> but that's a great tip though. <laughs> Write everything down. <laughs> and, um, and you're just so thoughtful in that way. And you're really like personable in, in your gift giving and like, what. Well, I know you've taken the love language test. What was it called? Like just personal touch, I guess, is one of the ones that was Acts so big. Acts of service. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes total sense. But um, just like continuing on with like just such beautiful thing, beautiful things that you did in um, in Panama or just in general. I know that everyone, even when we have, I've just learned this in my own journey, but even when we have these intentions that are so pure and so good that to make a difference to others, especially creating a nonprofit or going after a business or going after some sort of whatever is on your heart when it comes towards um, an achievement of some sort of outer goal, there's still the challenges that are involved. And I don't know if you want to share any of those challenges and how you were able to at least like work process through some of them. Like maybe some people could benefit and some, and some tips on a way in which to, to see from a perspective that will help them through because not everything, I mean, not everything's a walk in the park all the time in the beginning. And it, I mean, it can be as you like get stronger in certain things, but sometimes we have those hurdles. Yeah, so the first hurdle that comes to mind, Shanna definitely knows this, but I started the nonprofit Sowing Seeds of Love in 2011. And during that year, I felt such 
a conviction that I wanted to start a for-profit business that would empower and employ indigenous women. My ultimate goal, too, was that this for-profit business would ultimately fund my nonprofit business so that it was going to be this beautiful circle of impact, love, change, education. And I went after this dream of having a for-profit business that would empower indigenous women through teaching them a trade, which was sewing and paying them fair trade wages. The list goes on. It, it was everything I desired that I wanted to do. And I put my blood, sweat, tears, all of my finances into it. And after a couple of years of just fighting to get the business off the ground, it it didn't happen. And I went through such this high and low of this high of, oh my gosh, I'm doing my dream. I'm living it. I've started this company. The women are shining. They're learning how to read and to write. And so they're making an income. And when women make an income, they're spending that money on food, education, things that are important for the family. And I could see that impacting the next generation. And so for me, it, it was filling me in all these places that I, was, I, I couldn't believe it. And then the reality was the business wasn't working in the financial sense. I, I kept pouring money into it, my heart into it, and it just, it, it wasn't coming to life. I wasn't getting a return on investment. And it hurt. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I would cry and I would get on my knees and ask God, why? My intentions are pure. They're true. It's from a place of love. Why isn't this working? And I went through just a season of heartbreak. I, I want to cry even saying this of like, you go through seasons in life and, and you don't understand why, but you don't have to understand the why. Ultimately, you don't have to understand and you just have to, once again, the baby steps, keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep knowing that your heart's desires were put there for a reason. That's why you have them. So you have to cling on to them in the good times and the bad times. And so I went through, you know, having to let the women know, okay, I can't pay you six days a week. I have to cut down and and slowly, unfortunately, the business had to dissolve because it just wasn't there after years and years of trying. But as Shannon knows, I didn't give up. I didn't stop. Did it hurt? Oh my God, more than you could ever imagine. But you just you keep going and you learn from it. And it was such this lesson that has taken me years, <laughs> years and years to work through, but I felt like a failure. I felt like I'm not good enough. I can't run my own business. I don't have what it takes. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And, and constantly I was feeding that into my mind. And then one day it's like, 
what the hell are you doing? Yes, you were successful. No, it wasn't a failure because there was so much beauty that came from it and so many lessons that came from that. And I just, I want to encourage you if you are in a season of drought and confusion, please don't give up. Don't give up. Sometimes you have to shift. You have to take the fork off the road and you have to just shift things, but don't give up on your heart's desire because they were put there for a reason and know that everybody goes through hard times and perseverance and faith. That's what keeps you alive. So know that you are loved and cherished and that you have something great to share with this world. And please don't stop doing what you were called to do. That was so beautiful. And I think too, it's just like part of it, it. I think it took a long time to come through because it was hard to face the resistance. It was hard to let go of like, um, like to face whatever it was on on internally. I think so much of our journey is an inter- is an internal journey, and I'm sure that you what you learned is that, um, like I'm, I'm sure you learned many things. But one of the things I think is that, um, in like, in letting go of that particular form of the dream and how you want to express your love for women and children does not mean that you have to let go of your desire to help women and children and that it can take many different forms and will continue to. And then of course, in the acknowledgement of the, the tremendous impact that you did make in, in the multiple years that you're working with the women and they will never forget it. They will never forget the confidence that, they acquired through learning an entirely new skill that you helped to equip them with, which was sewing. And they will, they also cherish the fact that they started to have a voice in their family that they started to have because they were bringing finances home. And so they were able to have a voice in their family, which as you mentioned earlier, we know that women put their families first and put their kids, kids first, which is like education and different things like that. So just cherishing cherishing that yes that was a wave of expression and there will be continuous waves of expression they may change form but the content of the intention to be of service to change people's lives to have them felt loved to have them feel worthy is all working together and then of course in teaching worthiness you have to also do the worthiness on yourself which is probably the most difficult thing whenever we're in a trial and that we're in deep frustration and deep um, just pain around it. And so I think that it's still serving on multiple levels and it will still come through. It'll still come through as you come out, come out of it stronger. It will still come through and you won't stop anyway. You won't stop being who you are. You won't stop. You won't, you won't stop your heart. And I think like lately, like you have been in a season where you've been able to begin your begin like healing and reconnecting and reconnecting the dots and um coming just kind of like almost like I think so many people first of all a lot of people don't go for something so they don't challenge themselves into the cycle that creates the frustration that creates the growth and then 
there's also, you can stay in a cycle. You can go for the thing and then you can create a cycle of frustration, but you can't break the cycle of frustration. And something that I know that you have done is you've broken the cycle of frustration. And sometimes that takes a complete stopping of the pattern, a complete slowing down. And that's something that you have been in a season of doing lately. And I would love to hear just like maybe in this season, like what are some things that are coming to in terms of like what you're learning in your own inner journey from a healing perspective? Well, I think when you said self-worth, that's so important. And I think a lot of us miss that once in a while, that it doesn't, we, f we forget that we are worthy and we're loved we, we don't think we're deserving of grace and acceptance. And it's just so important to stop. Like, we're given the gift of grace. We have to accept it. Imagine if you, it was your, you found something that was so perfect for your best friend. And you couldn't wait to give it to her. And you show up and you're so excited. And you're like, I got you this gift. And it's wrapped beautifully. And she's like, thank you. And then just puts it on the table and never opens it. That's to me sometimes how grace is like it's given to us so freely, but we, don't we, see it. we don't see it. We grab onto it and then we let it go. We grab on and we let it go because we think that we don't deserve it. We're not worthy of it. Right. And so for me in this season, um, as Shanna said, I, was crazed working multiple jobs, just kind of keeping my head above water, just very much in this flight or fight mode and, and losing myself because I, I was just exhausted and I felt kind of like I lost my joy a little bit, you know? And so I was given the gift of rest by somebody that I love so dearly. And it's just been an opportunity for me to step back and to realize, like, I am worthy. I, I'm not a failure. I, I, you know, all these things that these negative self-thoughts that just went on in my head for so many years because a business didn't go the way that I wanted and I, and I had to move back to the United States and get all these jobs to recover financially. I had to re build my worth and my love for myself because I lost that in the journey of disappointment and sadness. And, and so for me, it is so incredible when you step, it's just a tiny step back. Like I, I can't believe I just had these blinders on for so long to think that I wasn't good enough. And now it's just like, oh my God, I am amazing. I'm the best. And I just have to say that to myself so many times a day because I feel it and not, I feel it. I believe it. Like my joy, my faith, my passion, it's back. Yes. I don't know what the heck is going to happen next in life, but I know that I am worthy and my self-love is here. And so I just, um, I'm not sure I answered your question, no, but actually I, <laughs> I think you answered it so beautifully and thank you for going there with us today. Like that is just like your honesty, your transparency. So many people are going to benefit from that sharing. And I think like 
I think re- I think what you've done is incredible because if your mission and what's in your heart is to help others feel worthy, you can't do that on a foundation of not feeling worthy. And you can't feel worthy when an outside world respond. If if you only feel worthy because things worked in your favor, that's not true worthiness. Yeah, it's beautiful when it's happened. It just means you don't have to go there. It just means that that wound is not triggered in the moment. So the fact that the wound was triggerable, God knows that your intention is to go and teach women to be worthy and teach people to know that they're not be worthy, to know that they are worthy. They already are. (laughs) And so he knows that he has to build that on a solid foundation. So I I just... I know the future hasn't unfolded yet, but I can already see that it's going to be beautiful because you have done this foundational work that it was like you're building on a little bit of a house of cards if you don't have these key things in place. And just to take another step back, I think that worthiness is an issue across the board. Across the board, I think that the fact that you pushed your limits in a ways that most people don't means it got brought to the surface in ways that others will never see. And I think that that is a powerful testament to your soul journey and to what you're here to accomplish on your inner journey and then what's setting you up for what you're doing on your outer journey. And just knowing that um, you're always serving. Like it doesn't have to look a certain way. My thing is I always come from the perspective that you're serving based on the energy you put into the world. You put good energy and your energy is getting more purified as you do the work on recognizing, owning and deepening your own worthiness. That's purifying the light that's already shining so bright in you. And it's just going to amplify it so much more. So I'm, I'm so thankful for this opportunity that you've taken for yourself and for your inner journey and for anyone listening I hope that you take the time maybe it's maybe it's not in the same way that Lindsay did it but whatever it is if you can take and put some sort of self-care practice in place I know self-care is a word that many people talk about and there's a reason for it it's because it's dealing with these deep foundational issues that are going to set you up for feeling better in life and feeling better is simply feeling more at peace with yourself more at peace with what you're here like more in tune with what you're here to do and it's just a further purification of your energy so I highly encourage everyone to to look at that to have the strength it's scary as Lindsay just mentioned like it's scary and I'm sure like that that looking at it was put off for a lot of years because it was so scary. And there was a lot of resistance to looking at it, a lot of a lot of fear, a lot of resistance. But look how powerful, like look how powerful you came into the mic just earlier sharing about like what you feel now and what you know you're here to do. That's the power of doing our inner work. And that is what I am like the strongest advocate for. So again, I'm just super pumped for what's to come. <laughs> and I know that you're just gonna continue to transform more and more and more lives and just being you and that's a thing for all of y'all out there like just being you transforms transforms lives so even if you don't have a particular endeavor that you feel called to take on just the energy in that you put into the world is in, in choosing in, this podcast is called always shine brightly because it's about focusing on coming from light coming from love and the way that we do that is by being willing to do our inner work to clear what tries to cover up and dim down our light so our goal is to be motivated and committed to clearing that process 
So, Lindsay, thank you for, for like going. I'm just so happy that you were willing to go there with us, and thank you for that. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Of course. I'm so happy that I could. And so anyway, I'm just trying to think like, oh, there's so much to share. And I know like we've been just <laughs> together for so many different adventures. In fact, right now we're in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho recording this. And that's just been an amazing journey. Um, I'm trying to figure out like where we want to where we want to take the conversation, because I felt like we were able to go in like just such a great place. Are there any like lasting thoughts that you would want to share? I know you just shared so powerfully already. I think I would just say, I want people, I, I know I'm repeating myself, but to believe in yourself. For so long, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't, I, I didn't think that life would change or that I was going to get out of this exhaustion of just working to work because I, I had started this business that, that didn't work. And, um, and so I, I hope that my story can bring encouragement and a glimmer of hope or a light at the end of the tunnel for who's ever listening, because I'm telling you, there were nights, days, weeks, months. I never thought I was, I was going to get out of it. I, I was just on this hamster wheel and I felt like I was pushing this wheelbarrow of uphill that weighed a million pounds and that every day I kept adding on another boulder because I couldn't just find rest in myself. I couldn't believe in myself. I, I, I once again, going back, I didn't think I was worthy anymore because I, I had failed and I just, failure is a beautiful thing. It hurts like hell, but it is beautiful because you learn and you grow. The, the ultimate goal is that you grow from that failure. And it, I, I was stunted by it for a little bit. It, it took me a while to grow. So going back to that word grace, give yourself grace. It's okay that you, you stumbled and you are having a hard time getting back on course. That's okay. It happens. But don't give up. Don't stop short of the dream. You have to keep going. And no matter what your dream is, your dream could be like, what's your goal for the day? It's to smile at five strangers. That's amazing because do you know that that impacts the world? Because you are smiling and you are giving that energy to people that could change somebody's day, that could change the, a moment in their life. I know it sounds silly, but a smile has it can impact the world, you know? And so whatever it could be, it could be something so simple or it could be, who knows, to build schools in, in the country that you love. It, it doesn't matter how big or small you think your dream is because it's a dream that was given to you and see it to completion. Like mm -hmm. follow it through. Be okay with the hard days and be joyful in the good days. Like find joy in the good and the bad days, in the ups and downs, in the chaos. There's there's joy in every situation. And as I'm saying that to you, I, I have to believe it in my soul too, right. because you know, we um we're humans and every day is a lesson and every day is a chance to show up and to be the best version of yourself and to impact the world in a positive way, no matter what you're doing. 
be a light in your office. Be a light when you go to the coffee shop. Whatever you're doing, just show up and give your love and encouragement and anything to people. So don't give up. <laughs> That's right. That, I love it. That was like so beautiful. And I really think that we can wrap it up on that because I just think that we covered some really, really, really great stuff. And again, it's all because the guest was willing to go there to help all of you. And um, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me. And real quick, um, she's not very active on social media, but she may be, who knows. <laughs> but if you want to find her, tell people your socials on like Instagram. So my social is Lindsay Perry. Which a bunch and of Y's. With three Y's. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Perry. Yes. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> but yeah, like for more inspiration like that, like just like check her Instagram out. She may become active pretty soon and you're not going to want to miss out on it. And again, Lindsay, like I'm so thankful that you're willing to come on to the podcast, shine your light and um, do exactly what this podcast is intend its intention is, which is to um, be willing to talk about the things that were hard that you had to go through in order to like just clear a path for more light to come through. And you've done it like you're doing it. You're committed to it. Thank you, Shanna. Thank you for being such a bright light. I'm blessed to know you, and my life is so much better with you in it. Well, on that tier, let's go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. We are the love. We are the love we give. The music on the podcast is a song I fell in love with called We Are the Love We Give by Imaginary Future. It's available everywhere music is sold.